Don't believe your eyes. Don't believe your ears. Nothing is what it seems. If you don't think too hard, it's easy to see what's really going on. If you ignore all the facts and forget everything you've been taught about logic, sense, and thinking things through, and just follow your feelings, you'll wake up. That feeling you have, that's the only truth. What is your gut telling you? Is it telling you to listen? Listen to Zombie Fishbowl Podcast, a podcast about random shits? Well, listen to that gut, because it's got something really important to say. Hello! <laughs> That's awesome! <laughs> so cool! <laughs> ah, well, hello! Um, hello. It's, it's me, it's me, it's me, Danielle, coming to you from emotionally repressive England and my cohort, Melanie, from emotionally excessive USA. Hello, Melanie. That is extremely accurate. <laughs> Hello, Danielle. <laughs> oh, COVID. How's it COVID. going? Oh, it's it's going. It's going. I mean, anybody, anybody just even glimpsing in our direction knows that it's not going fucking well. So, you know, that. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, and I'll just make a noise. <sighs> Yeah. And then we can move on. No. <laughs> That's it. We've addressed yeah. the issue. Um, so, um, welcome to episode 38 of Zombie Fish Football Podcast, fellow wow. listeners. Yeah. It's going to be Bintel, I think. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but it doesn't make any sense. But it, let's just go with it. I'm right um, <laughs> Do we have any... Um, Moving along, sorry if I sound rushed, (laughs) we just just realized that we kind of uh, just want to get on with it, really. We're uh, we're excited about our topic. That's what the reality of the situation is. So we're just going to truck on through, yeah, Um, because it's kind of different this week, but I shall explain soon. First, though, do we have any housekeeping, any updates? No, no updates as far as I can I can tell. We both kind of dragged our ass on the website. But it's going to happen, goddammit. It's going to happen. We are, we are, we are, we are, we uh, are. It's, um, yeah, it is going to happen. We'll be fine. I just, I did want to thank you, Dad, um, John, Skip, for the lovely review that he left for us um, on his page. Yeah. I think that it probably directed a few people to us. So welcome, new listeners. And if you have come to us from any other places, like I know we've got a few listeners from Instagram and a few from Twitter that are new. So welcome to the welcome to the fishbowl, little fishes. Welcome to the family. Uh, we are happy to have you here. But yes, thank you, um, John, for the lovely review that properly got me emotional. Yeah, it was really good. It was very kind. It's really sweet. <laughs> If you want to read it, it's on Facebook and you can add uh, John Skip and we shared it on our page as well. And we are on Facebook yes. for our sins. <laughs> uh, that's about all I could really think of. There's nothing else. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Um, do you want to dive into the thing real quick? And- yeah. I mean, I, my, my thing is actually quite brief anyway it's just like some good news i guess 
Ooh, I like that. It's good news because I try, I was going to have a moan and I said to, to Turner, I said, what should I moan about this week? And he said, Microsoft. And I was like, no. And then <laughs> <laughs> it was just, um, I decided to say something nice and then I had to, to have a think about what I'm appreciating at the moment. And then I realized that um, it's been a year since I did my internship in Pendle Hill. And as a goodbye present, they bought me a Bodleia plant uh, because I was obsessed with the Bodleia plant outside of the offices that we uh, shared because it got filled with butterflies. Nice. And it was just to look up from your desk when you're being forced to be inside to a beautiful Bodleia bush with about 20 varieties of butterfly chilling out in it. Um, and and it was just lovely and and just like ah oh, I'm in Pendle like it was just lovely yeah um so they got me like a little little one when I left and I was like I am bad at plants like, <laughs> please I don't will, let me kill this yeah I will kill this little bodily yeah, I guarantee it well we put it in a pot out front of the house and 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 it died oh we thought oh. I decided that I wasn't going to give up on it and I snapped all of the twigs back, you know, like just like got it down to like a nub. Yeah. Okay. And then I went and I got some like uh, plant food that you just like stick in the Oh, yeah, yeah. The little Job's fertilizer sticks. Yes, exactly. Um, We put some new fertilizer on the top and Turner's been watering it every day we've got a bottle of water out like at the the door and every morning he'll like even if it's rained yeah you know just in case the wind didn't blow the water into the parts it's like so it gets a drink every day and it's it's growing and there's like little buds on on it and i'm i'm about 90 percent sure that it's gonna flower Yay! Yes! It's alive! (laughs) It's alive! And it's it's going to be... It's going to be the most beautiful Budlier I've ever seen because I was convinced that I was going to kill it and that it had already died and the fact that we've managed to revive it. I mean, by using plant food and, you know, watering it, which is like the most bog-standard thing you could do to a plant, (laughs) I haven't, like, been nursing it and and singing to it or anything. But when I was coming in the house yesterday, I was like, fuck yeah, Budlier, you can do it! You're awesome! And so I was like... Like you're supposed to uh, talk to your plants, aren't you? You're supposed to encourage your plants, and that's me just like giving it a boost. So I'm gonna be really happy, and I will post it on social medias when oh, the flowers. Excited. Yeah, the whole point of it as well was to entertain the cats because we thought if we had a lovely buddleia plant in the front of the house, that all the butterflies would come and it would entertain. The cats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're a bit late for the butterflies now because we're in. We're mid July, and if my plant doesn't um, open, if the but if the if the budlier doesn't flower till the end of the month, and we're into August, it's gonna take a while for the butterflies to notice it. I think, because <laughs> <laughs> it is all up against loads of red brick. But we'll see. Maybe some beautiful monarch butterfly will be like, that is an interesting bit of purple over there near that red brick house. <laughs> I should go investigate, but we'll see. That's awesome, though. That's awesome. 
it's making us consider other plants, but I was like, first let us succeed with this plant, and then yeah. we will consider other. You have loads of plants in front of your house, don't you? Oodles. So many. Yeah. I don't touch them. I'll kill them. Tim Tim takes care of it. We have a pitcher plant. Um, you know what a pitcher plant is? It's a carnivorous plant, and it grows Ooh. these like little pitcher bowls, and it's filled with like, a sweet nectar that entices bugs in, and then they drown in it, and it nourishes the plant. Now, these kinds of plants really need to be taken care of in like hothouse kind of situations for the most part. They need humidity. They need moisture like on all parts of it. But somehow Tim has kept it completely alive outside of a terrarium, like in the yard, by covering it uh, during the day so that he gets kind of trapped in there and just misting it like five times a day. It's pretty amazing. This thing's a beast. Wow. Yeah. Is that the kind of thing you would put in like one of those plant shelves that sometimes you see over kitchen sinks that you they like stick out the side of your house kind of like? Yeah. You've got like an extension, but it's a greenhouse. Because I used to have it's, one of those in my bedroom. Yeah, they're they're tricky because they, they too much sun and they'll burn too little and they they just freeze. So somehow he's kept this baby alive for like two and a half, three years, and it's huge. Like some of the pictures are as big as your thumb, hand. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, they're they're huge. They're awesome. His hands or the. <laughs> <laughs> His hands are amazing. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, anyway, some positivity is that uh, we, lo- we we think we've revived a plant that we were going to literally pull out and throw in the bin. So That's Yay. awesome. That's some really good news. I, I was going to have a bit of a moan about the fact that I'm unemployed again, uh, but I really don't want to dwell on that. So uh, I'm just going to talk about this fact that when the first – lockdown began my dad had ordered me this thing it was a cross stitching kit and cross stitching i did not know i've never done it before you usually want to start with like small projects because it's very tedious work this thing that i got is like three feet long this massive fucking portrait of like hogwarts and (laughs) hagrid and harry and ron and hermione in their boats as they're swimming as they're rowing up to hogwarts it took me over three months, and I finally finished it last night. Yay. I'm oh, so Oh, please happy. post it. Post I it will. on. It's, it's not, I haven't done the back stitching yet, Aww. which I still need to do to get all the details on there. So I don't want to, like, pop it on there. Everyone's like, it looks like garbage. But it's done, man. <laughs> what kind of an asshole will tell you it looks like garbage? <laughs> the asshole in my heart. <laughs> oh, but, that's cute. I can put it down now and not feel like I've just completely given up on a project. I can put it down for a little bit, work on something else, and then pick it up later and be totally happy with that decision. So I'm happy. Boom. <gasps> That's great. Well done. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> no patronizing whatsoever. I genuinely, cross-stitching is um, tedious and consuming and also very therapeutic and very nice and yeah but, I but it's put, just like, it can go on forever i put like three hours a day into it and you just fucking saw no progress it was really goddamn maddening so I was thinking, i'm stoked 
I was thinking about taking up cross stitching and then I was like, I've already got too many habits that like hobbies <laughs> that I get halfway done with and then go, I've had enough of this now. Like I started to sew um, a face mask and by started to sew, what I mean is that I cut out all of the pieces so that I could start sewing the mouth um, mask and then went, oh, I've had enough now. And put my sewing machine away <laughs> after Aww. setting it up and not even using it. I've just cut out the fabric. It's awesome Star Trek fabric, though. Ooh, I want. I was making a, a Star Trek face mask, yeah. I want a Star Trek face mask. Yeah. But I, I'm using a complicated pattern that my mom gave me where it's like, um, it's the kind that goes over your nose. Like, it's more fitted. Yeah. It's not like uh, it's like the shape of your face and it's fitted, but it has a seam down the front of it. Instead of it being one piece, mm-hmm. um, it's like got a seam that runs down from your nose to your chin, and it's um helps it be more stable on your nose. Yeah. So it's a little bit more complicated. And but my mum didn't give me any instructions. She just gave me the pattern, and so now I'm try. I have to try to work out how to sew it. Like yeah. in, in in what like direction the fabrics need to sit in order to be able to turn it inside out for the seams to not show and all that, you know, all of that three dimensional thinking, which I can do, but I need to see someone do it once. Yeah, that's how I have it. I got a pattern and I'm all like, cool, I got this. And then I completely fucked it up. I'm all, I'm going to watch YouTube for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then I figured it out. And now I've now made like easily 30 masks in the last few months i'll just need to see someone do it once and then i'll be fine i think what put me off is that every video that had that style of face mask with the seam down the middle all of them were about 15 minutes long Mm. and I'd, i'd already been sat for 40 minutes cutting out the bits and i was like so that would take me to an hour before i've even started sewing yeah yeah so I will get round to finishing it because, like I said, it's really good, cool Star Trek fabric. I want Star um, Trek. Man. I did finish sewing one for Turner though, which had you know the monsters of um, Universal Studios. Nice. So it's got like the Wolfman and Dracula and Frankenstein and stuff on. And mummy. Yeah. Um. So he's got a mask now because ours is becoming mandatory next week, which is the weirdest statement that I've ever heard. Like, when I heard that, I was like, wait, so they're going to make masks mandatory, but not until next week. How does that make any sense? Why not just make it mandatory now? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, this government. Anyway. <laughs> I've done my breath accidentally on my own. Shall we do one together? You bitch. Yes. Uh, let us breathe in art creativity bringing life to what was once thought to be dead all the positive things that you could be doing with your life right now and just breathing out uh what stupidity (laughs) yeah go on then all right all right on the count three one two three oh that felt nice i didn't see this baby yawn (laughs) <laughs> some much needed oxygen hold on oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a yawn then sorry um, anyway okay so um today the formula is a little bit abnormal 
Um, for this one, since it's such a specific topic, we decided to change up the formula a bit. And not at all because I didn't have time to read and summarize an article in between full time working full time as a researcher and researching for my dissertation not at all about that anyway um melanie is basically going to tell me everything about denver airport that i didn't know as in the undeniable truth of denver (laughs) airport and i will be hearing it for the first time and so you will get genuine as it happens reactions off me the most open-minded person in the world (laughs) so basically i know that there's a conspiracy theory about denver airport and i will i only know one thing that apparently it hides a hidden city and that is all i know so melanie what the fuck is going on at denver airport all right So the Denver International Airport, or the DIA, opened in 1995. There are so many conspiracy theories about this place, it's kind of nuts. And honestly, the more I learned about it, I am moderately obsessed. Now (laughs) on my bucket list, (laughs) now on my bucket list, visit this weird-ass airport. So up until the 1990s, there was already an airport in Denver called the Stapleton International Airport. And it was the main hub of all plane activity in the area and had been in service from 1929 to 1995. So it had seen some shit. But in the 1980s, it was decided that it needed to be replaced for a number of issues, including inadequate separation of runways, which led to longer wait times in order to avoid planes swamping into each other, particularly in bad weather. There was no room for additional airlines as the need for people flying around became more commonplace. Uh, There were attempts to extend runways into the Rocky Mountain Arsenal lands, and there were lawsuits over the aircraft noise as the city expanded. So was born the DIA, which was much further away from the city, larger to accommodate more travelers and more airlines, and much, 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 much more expensive. Originally promised to cost just over $2 billion, it ended up costing $4.8 billion to build, which, in modern day, which is the modern-day equivalent to $8.1 billion. On top of that, it was set up to open in December 1993, but didn't actually take over for Stapleton Airport until February 28, 1995, 16 months behind schedule. According to anyone who dares talk about it, the official reasons are that there were poor coordination and misplanning and things like that when it came to the design. The DIA is the largest airport in the United States. It is the second largest airport in the entire world coming second only to the King Fahd International Airport in Saudi Arabia. The DIA is 33,531 acres, which is 52.4 square miles, or 135.71 square kilometers. It's a bloody city. It's fucking huge. It has the longest runway in the U.S. at 16,000 feet long, 3.03 miles, 4.88 kilometers. Just for reference, the average runway length is only 6,000 feet. This is 10,000 feet longer than any other fucking runway. Why? This this place is extra. So, <laughs> so that's my opening definition, and we'll get into the conspiracy theories, right? But a little side note here. Conspiracy theories are fun, but also super hard to verify, right? <laughs> By their very nature. Yeah. I'm not a cyber sleuth. I am a nerd. A lazy, mildly depressed, and pain-ridden nerd at the moment, so my energy for super sleuthing my way through all the conspiracy theories 
got a little exhausted. So all I am about to discuss are pieces I've collected through about 100 YouTube videos and easily 50 different conspiracy sites. I'm giving you the information I've collected and not bothered to verify. You know, like a proper conspiracy theorist. <laughs> well done. Right? <laughs> so why was this place so overly expensive to build and take so long to freaking open? Apparently, the people who originally worked on it were sworn to secrecy. Nobody is allowed to talk about what they what they did, what happened, what they saw. It is said that in the beginning, upwards of five multi-story buildings were constructed before anything else and then placed underground. Not sure how that works. I would assume to pull like a Minecraft move and just sort of build it while it's underground, like into the living earth. But apparently they were built above ground and then moved below. And nobody noticed. Okay. They, right. Right. Okay. Like five story, but like multi-story buildings. All right. <laughs> but it is a well-known fact that insanely vast underground tunnels run under it. This is true. Massive tunnels were carved beneath the airport. There are even tours to take de take you down there, trying to disprove any of the theories that I am about to disclose to you. Now, the theories about these tunnels are many, but here are a few. One. Some people cough. I cough believe that the tunnels were constructed for housing lizard people who work to control the airport and thus the world. Mr. Ike. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> there are also theories that the tunnels go all the way to Cheyenne Mountain, which is the home of NORAD. For those that don't know, North, uh, NORAD is North American Aerospace Defense Command, which is in char charge of missions of aerospace warning, controls, and maritime warnings, which would be pretty ideal for alien race of reptiles to send and control messages to and from this planet Earth. Why do they have to be reptiles? I don't, I don't know. Because they're cold-blooded, and cold-blooded obviously means uh, hateful. I don't know. Cold, unfeeling, distanced. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, maybe it's because maybe the snake in the Bible. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good that's a good one. So it is also believed that the bunkers, if not for the lizard people, are in place for the most elite and important people of America to hunker down in some sort of in case of some sort of like apocalyptic yeah. event in Colorado. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> now, many of these people, probably lizard people. Some even go further to say that the bunkers are actually the headquarters of the Illuminati and the Freemasons. And there are many signs throughout the airport to sort of embolden this claim. But I'll get into those later. Oh, yeah, that's the second thing I know about the airport, but I won't say anything. All right. Okay. One more for the tunnels is that it houses aliens. Because, of course, it does. What's funny about this one, though, is like, actually it's based entirely... <laughs> around this one tiny little piece of graffiti that some guy just drew a little green man on one of the walls in the tunnels. Um, probably just bored and just was like, I like aliens. It's the 90s. We're watching, uh, what is it? Well, everything. X-Files or something. Yeah. <laughs> like like aliens were like a fashion statement in the 90s. In fact, Hell I've been cool. on the lookout for, no, I bought one. I got a beanie with a glowing alien on it. Nice. <laughs> but it's not been winter yet, so. It's time will come. <laughs> a high-vis um, alien. And actually, the the airport recently just did a screening, or such scheduled a screening, or maybe not just, probably in like the last couple of years, of Close Encounters of the Third Kind in the airport. 
because uh, apparently coordinates mentioned by the aliens in Close Encounters of the Third Kind are said to match those of the DIA, of the Denver airport. It's not true, but people still just swear. That's really easy to verify because there's only one coordinate system. (laughs) They swear by it, though. Um, How? I don't know. That's like... They listen to their feelings. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They're good. For for the record, the coordinates actually point to a field quite quite a ways north of the airport. Um, but yeah, the, the airport's really embracing all of the conspiracy theories right now. It's actually really fun. Yeah. Um, so fun fact in the real world, part of why it was so expensive and took longer to open to the public was because the DIA was one of the first airports to attempt a revolutionary computerized baggage transport system that would whisk passenger luggage and carts across the sprawling airport on 22 miles of twisting tracks and conveyor belts with little human intervention. It was a vain attempt and it failed tossing, damaging and losing more luggage than even the most ineffective human. But it was an expensive endeavor, and build, the building of it gobbled up loads of construction time. Also, funny enough, the conveyor belts and the trail uh, rails and tracks and everything are still there. So when you're driving under there, you see all these just, like, sad, lonely attempt at doing something cool, just, just lining the ceilings of these tunnels. Um, people also, the employees, use these tunnels to get from one part of the airport to the other at a much higher speed instead of, you know, trying to bustle through hundreds, if not thousands of people who are lost and stuck in a fucking airport. That was what I assumed the tunnels were for, was actually going to be for staff from getting to, you know, getting from terminal to terminal without having to go through all the people. Yeah. That's what I imagine the tunnels were for in the first place. Although, you know... I watched a couple of videos, right? And there, there's this one woman who takes these reporters and different conspiracy theorists on these drives through these tunnels. I'm like, I don't know how much tunnel they're actually covering. They could just be showing them, like, one portion of tunnel and going, see, there's nothing spooky here. There could be whole other sections of tunnel that are completely nefarious. Yes, Melanie. <laughs> She seemed way too confident, that woman who was taking these people around. <laughs> and on this next, um, uh, th- oh my God, it's an alien. No, that's just Steve. Steve. That's just Steve. Steve works here. Say hi, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to the New World Order, Illuminati, and Freemasons. <sighs> yes, please. <laughs> There are a few points that can be made in their claims. Firstly, is the fact that the runways themselves are lined up to look like. Well, the designer and officials of the DAA will lovingly call it the shape of a pinwheel. But to any discerning eye, it's a swastika. Clear as day. Like, sure, 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 they'll tell you that only if you're looking for it will you see the ominous shape. But honestly, I spotted it in half a blink, and I expected it to be way less obvious. It is... is, very, very clearly in the shape of a swastika. Was that in their intention? I don't think so. Their their explanation is that by having the runways point off in different direction, you avoid collisions. You you avoid yeah. uh you know traffic going on in different direct in the same direction. I totally get that. But totally looks like a swastika. Hundred percent. Yeah. Sort of a pinwheel. <laughs> 
but maybe have it with five instead of four or three instead of four yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. five smaller ones versus yeah because i mean that 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 connotation's never going to go away now no it's not and and it's it's very definitely there <laughs> i was shocked I'm like, really you guys didn't nobody thought that might look like something <sighs> you know maybe it's turn it just a little bit more this way and add an extra or is it the wrong way around way? like have it the other way around yeah i i don't know but it's good all right so there is also there's also a time capsule on the premises set to open in 2094. It was made and dedicated by the Freemasons. It was placed with two large granite slabs and laid by, quote, the most worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge F and AM of Colorado and jurisdiction. What that means, I'm not quite sure, but it's clearly a Freemason lodge. Um, and it bears the mysterious and always intriguing Freemason symbol of the square and two compasses. Now, it should be noted that it is not unusual for Freemasons to dedicate, fund, or support large-scale projects like this. But what makes this a little bit extra <laughs> is that underneath the internment date of March 19, 1994, it is inscribed New World Airport Commission. Doesn't exist? Does not exist. Has never existed. One guy said something like, there was supposed to be a comma. There was supposed to say, like, new World Airport Commission. But what? Nobody, nobody's buying that because the grammar does not check out. <laughs> you look at that thing and it practically says, new world order is all over this junk. It's just like, what? <laughs> Why? It's, it, it makes me laugh because it is fucking ominous. <laughs> Um, there are also like crazy symbols all over the place in the airport. Symbols in the carpets, in in the walls, and the art uh, that look like keys to something awful, believed to be Masonic symbols or the language of the lizard people. Okay, I have a quest quick question for you because mm -hmm. I really don't know much about uh, Ike and the whole mm -hmm. lizard people phenomenon. Is this something that started in the 90s? This was this was created by David Ike. Yeah. It, in like the yeah the 90s maybe the late okay. 80s yeah does the principal say that the lizard people have been here for a long time or did they arrive in the 90s no they've been here for a long time okay because i'm way more likely to believe that they came here in the 90s <laughs> right you know what i mean like yeah. i have a harder time swallowing the fact that there were lizard people in like medieval times i'm much more willing to accept that there are lizard people during like the, the yuppie era of the what? 90s to, you know what? I'm gonna take back my 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 very confident answer. There. I don't know. I'm because I'm thinking about all the people that David Icke has ever said is a lizard people, lizard person, and they're all people that um are around now. Yeah, you know, like they weren't. They were like born in like the like the Queen is meant to be one. Okay. Um. So she will have been born in the. 20s yeah 30s yeah, like 20s. maybe 1919 1920s something like that i think she's is she 100 yet is she 90 is she 100 i don't know i really don't care but um <laughs> she's old and um yeah she's meant to be and her whole family are meant to be lizard people but yeah no i don't know if i've ever heard an example of one that isn't from like that isn't around now 
Yeah. So maybe they are meant to have just been here in like the last hundred years. Because shoulder pads seems like a purely living <laughs> thing. Okay, there's an episode of Doctor Who, right, where they are all lizard people, but the lizard yeah. mask is bigger than the head of the person. So when they become the lizard person, their head becomes bigger than when they're just human. Yeah. And that would kind of be how it would be in reality, because the shape of a lizard face would be so... In order to mask that, the human head would have to be so big, mm-hmm. or the lizard head would have to be really, really small. And so I just like imagining these lizard people with tiny, tiny heads. <laughs> um, But I think that's why they call them shape-shifting lizard people. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah... Okay, so this is just sort of solidifying my concept that lizard people really just arrived in like the 80s or yeah, 90s. I don't, we, we, we have we have David Icke as a topic, so yeah. when when that comes around, we'll talk about him. More. Um, it's a shame that we hadn't already done him when he's a part of when it's a part of this uh, conspiracy. But I didn't realize that it was going to be such a smorgasbord of, <laughs> um, and we're not even halfway through yet. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, these are the main, like, conspiracy conspiracies. Everything else is really just, like, creepy weird shit about why why the Denver airport is so weird. Because it's not even just a conspiracy. It's just, like, it's a weird fucking place. It's bizarre. It's beautiful. I mean, if you look at the architecture and uh, the structure of it, it's fascinating. There's this whole portion of it that's designed to look like the Rocky Mountains. And it's it's cool. They're like tent poles. And it just kind of like swoops inward. It's a total fucking trip. But um, as far as the conspiracy theories goes, mainly those are in the underground portion of it. And the fact that you have this time capsule that's dedicated by the Freemasons with this New World Airport Commission um it's and the swastika i mean all of that pretty um if (laughs) if you're not looking at it too hard sounds like a really fucking solid conspiracy theory if you don't think about it too much yeah it's it's sure man is it not possible with the new world um airport commission that that was the name of like the mason's like side of it like there was going to be like a a mason's airport commission that they were going to go around sponsoring airports rather than it be anything to do with denver no absolutely it's it sounds like something that was going to happen and then never did um they're like this is going to be our first like us standing behind an airport but then again i mean like i said they they have their hands in everything i don't know much about freemasons either because nobody does Nobody does. I know. I've met a few of myself. It was thought to be like, I I, I guess it was started by people that were like carpenters and masons and things like that. And then it just grew into this, this, this thing where they just have their hands in everything and just immense amount of money. They do a lot of um, philanthropy though. They They do. They give a lot. They do a lot. I mean, not, not that what they do is bad, but because it's so shrouded in secrecy, it's like, yeah. why do you have to be so secret? I don't get it. It's in the name, Secret Society of Masons and the New World Order. Yeah, <laughs> so, man. But still, it's like, what y'all doing in there? Why is the door closed? Yeah. Like, you know, the metaphorical door. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. What what hats are you wearing? What do they mean? What is going on? I want to know all of. If I had just a little bit more energy or or shits to give, I would love to to crack that code on the Freemason thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the energy or the shits to give, so it will remain a mystery forever. <laughs> okay, so sorry. So also around the the airport, there are these symbols and people think they may be Masonic symbols or uh, symbols of the lizard people's language. They're they're Navajo like symbols. They're Navajo code symbols or periodic table symbols. They're not that mysterious, but because they come like out of nowhere, be walking all of a sudden you see this like ominous looking fucking symbol. What does it mean? What do you mean you can just be walking and there'll just be a symbol on the floor? Yeah, yeah. It's this place is so weird. <laughs> this place makes no sense, and I love it so much. I'm genuinely obsessed with this airport. I want to go so bad. Okay, so next thing, and and so that's that's mainly the the full uh, conspiracy theory thing. Okay. All right. Um, the rest of it, it that I have are just these weird, intense aspects to the airport itself. And one of the most obvious omens and weirdo things about this airport is this gigantic 32-foot-tall blue Mustang sculpture outside of the airport itself. This huge horse. Fucking gigantic, anatomically detailed. We're talking wiener. We're talking (laughs) thick and powerful veins running through its haunches and up its back. And these large fluorescent neon red eyes that glow day and night red (laughs) a never sleeping ever intense beast welcoming you to denver you know not in any way ominous at all this thing is scary as shit i want it it is known by the airport as the blue mustang but locals and anyone with any sense at all call him blucifer (laughs) very clever (laughs) Um, He was one of the earliest art commissions for the airport, weighing over 9,000 pounds. It was made of steel and fiberglass by the artist Luis Jimenez. Its blue color and wild appearance as it stands on its back, rearing rearing backwards, (laughs) are... uh, It just keeps getting better. I didn't imagine it it was in some kind of, like, power pose. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's rearing back on its back legs, front hooves, like, clawing at the air um it's supposed to symbolize the wild spirit of the old american west the eyes are neon as an homage to the neon workshop that jimenez used to work for though commissioned in 1993 it was not installed until 2008 oh my god the main reason for this being that near its completion in 2006 a massive piece of the sculpture broke off most people most stories said that it was the head of the sculpture itself that broke off and landed on Jimenez's leg, uh, severing the main artery and causing him to bleed out and die. <gasps> yeah. Shit! <laughs> it's, it's responsible for death? For the death of the artist. It's really sad. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> and they put it back together and stuck it up there anyway. His sons took over the work and completed it for the airport. Now, the people of Denver have been petitioning to get rid of this terrifying, ugly, 
intense blue horse since 2013. But the airport says it will never leave. They love Lucifer. He is their baby. They they refuse to call him Lucifer. They call him Old Blue or Blue Mustang. They love him. They don't want to get rid of him. But he's intense, man. Like anybody who you just see all these YouTube videos of people driving by and it looks like his red eyes are just following you. Red. Even during what? the day. Yeah. And some people are like, no, it's like a horseman of the it's like a horse from the apocalypse. This is death's horse. This terrifying steed of doom. We had a cool um terrifying steed at our high school. Yes, we did. I'm nowhere I'm, near as frightening as Lucifer though. It was pretty fucking gnarly though. Yeah, he was intense. I think about it now, and I think about how actually cool that is. <laughs> I loved our mascot. Yes. We, we, our mascot was a lancer. Um, Lancers. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. It was a knight on a horse, and a pretty intense horse at that, sitting in the middle of our courtyard. It was neat. I liked that guy. No, it was. And I, I definitely, like, in retrospect, think that that was, like, probably one of the coolest school mascots you could probably have. Especially mm-hmm. since, like, we had, like, a metal sculpture of an awesome knight, like, lancer on the back of a steed, like, rearing up and stuff. Like, that's that's actually a really cool visual. Some people got banana slug, you know, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My uh, middle school, our mascot was the Matadors. And eventually they realized how problematic that was. <laughs> I think they changed it to leopards or something now. But I'm all, I remember when I was there, it was a matador. I think that uh, my middle school was Vikings, which is, you know. Yeah. And then, but I think that, what was Kalina? Because I went to Redwood and they were the Vikings. Cougars. Kalina Cougars. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Oh, sorry. Um, English side of British side of listening, um, it is true. All um, schools in 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 America have a mascot. And Do you guys not have that there? No. No. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, we love to rally behind some sort of visual thing. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of um, like what's it called? Uh, yeah. A symbol. Yeah, well, mascot is like the perfect word for it. So why break, you know, why fix the perfect word? Yeah, it's a mascot in order yeah. to, yeah, it's basically, they have, we have mascots for teams. Teams have mascots, but not like schools. Yeah. Schools have names though, you know, like there's different like parts of schools. Yeah, but you don't have cool like animals this to get my... excited about. Let's also remember that I didn't go to school here. So fair enough. Um, there's entirely possible that they're just like small scale and like like instead of it being like a person in an amazing knight's costume, it's just like a stuffed toy in the back of the <laughs> classroom. <laughs> That's our mascot. <laughs> no, you guys are just you guys think you're better than us. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, it's true, but it's fine. I mean, we get to take owls to school, so you know. <clears throat> God damn it! God damn it! All right. All right. So the, the last thing I want to talk about here is some of the art. Okay. Um, in particular, firstly, I want to bring up the fact that in the baggage claim areas, they have gargoyles on the ceilings sitting in suitcases. And they're awesome. They're so cool. <laughs> so Did, cool. Was there one person involved in the styling of this airport? It doesn't seem like it. It feels like they just grabbed like a hundred of just like the the 
craziest local artists that they could find. They're like, what should we do here? Gargoyles and suitcases. Done. Sold. Do you know what it sounds like to me? Vegas. It does. But but like weirder. It's almost like Vegas and Oregon. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas happened all at once because Vegas has had however many years to get to the weird place it is now. And the juxtaposition of things is because of things happening at different points in time and renovations happening and things changing hands and things changing styles and being updated. So the weird thing that you get in Vegas has been the accumulation of like 60 years of um, changes. Whereas the Denver airport, this seems to have happened all at once when it was yeah. built. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but so like the the most striking, other than Lucifer, who is is clearly like the mascot of that airport. Nice. It says everything about that airport. Weird, probably cursed. You know, killed someone. Killed someone. <laughs> just kind of you know out of its mind. Uh, wild. <laughs> I think that says it's perfect mascot for this airport. Um, but another thing about it is this crazy, crazy art. Now, the airport itself, like I said, super cool. F- crazy fun shapes, sculptures for every occasion. All kinds of, like, weird street lamps in the middle of nowhere for no fucking reason. Huh? This is, but they're really neat looking, and they're really well done. All the art in there is really solid, beautiful art. But there are these two murals, and each mural is in two pieces. So you see the first part, and the second part, and then there's another mural, first part, second part. All right? Um, these murals are by the artist Leo Tanguma. One of them is called Children of the World Dream of Peace. Again, two-piece mural on the wall, and on one piece it shows... I think they actually ended up taking this one down, because it's fucking nuts. But it shows a soldier in a gas mask with what looks like a Nazi hat, a Japanese uh, military outfit, and a Middle Eastern saber, stabbing a dove... While people flee in terror, there are ruined buildings, like just bombed out buildings, devastation. Um, Like I said, people fleeing. There's a one woman holding her dead child. There are children weeping. Um, (laughs) And and it's just, it's really intense. What? But then the second image, children of all the nations, Mexico, Africa, America, UK, Japan, all over the world, smiling uh singing possibly and they're all holding wrapped in their own nation's flags bundles of weapons like swords guns uh i think the american kid has like a bomb wrapped up with his guns in the american flag um standing over the dead soldier who looks like he's turned into stone and just collapsed dead at the bottom of the mural and they're all just standing there just hundreds of children smiling just holding weapons wrapped in their nation's flags Oh, it's the most beautiful sounding thing I've ever heard of. If you don't look too closely, it's very bright. It's <laughs> it's very colorful. It's beautiful. And again, beautifully done. Really, really good art. Beautiful art. But the, the imagery is really gut-wrenching and visceral, especially for an, an airport. airport. I was going to say, like, this is so funny. Like... What? And they're huge, like whole walls big fucking pieces now the question is was it in arrivals or departures (laughs) (laughs) it all it's all all about the context yeah yeah i'm 
I know, and I'm not totally sure. Uh, I've watched so many videos of people just like, I got to find these murals, man. Where are these murals? These people just like traversing this uh, uh, airport trying to find this art. <laughs> so the second mural is called In Peace and Harmony with Nature. Oh, Again, God, so nudity. a two-part piece. No, no nudity. Uh, so, but the first... The Americans <laughs> yeah. and their prudities. I know, right? You know, dead children, fine. Nipples, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. So the first one has one. Uh, okay. The first one, there's a whale bleeding into what looks like contaminated or dried up waterbed. There are forest fires and children weeping and fleeing the carnage. Dead animals, a turtle wrapped in fishing net, and two corpses. Children's corpses, people's corpses um, in caskets line the bottom of the mural. A young girl clings to what looks like a piece of wall ripped out from a devastated Aztec temple. Extinct animals in glass displays, devastation, death, weeping, corpses, fuck. Then, of course, the next image. Children of all nationalities playing, dancing, celebrating the lives. Whales leaping joyful and alive in the background. Lush greenery and thriving ecosystems behind them as they celebrate saving the world through togetherness, I guess. Again, beautiful paintings, exquisitely done. But what? It sounds like some kind of like alternative dimension Lisa Frank uh, <laughs> mural. On the fucking nose. Oh. <laughs> On the nose. So, like, if you could combine Lisa Frank and like Diego Rivera and then uh, a, 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 like National Geographic uh, or images. Carpenter. Yeah. John Carpenter. Because <laughs> it has a very Diego Rivera, that the feeling of color, that movement, right. those, those bright, beautiful, and it's, it is, they're beautiful. They're huge. And they are so morbid. They are so intense. And again, the messages behind them, good, positive messages. Yes, you know, let's not have war. Let's not kill the planet and the animals and this stuff. I totally get that. But for an airport? Yeah. Uh, mm. uh, is Sequoia? the credited? Yes. Yeah. That is uh, Leo Tenguma. Are Mexican they artist. The yeah, they're, uh, both the murals are made by, by this artist. Um, and he's very proud of them. He's done a lot of work. Same thing with uh, uh, Jimenez um, with the Blue Mustang. A lot of his work is in a lot of museums. They're they're well well known and respected Mexican artists. Uh, but what? Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, sound awesome. <laughs> but at an airport, <laughs> it's it's just so out of but place. That's cool though. I, I actually, I'm not on the side going, that's so weird. They should take that down. I'm on the, that's so weird. I want to see that. That's cool. Exactly. <laughs> this is how it became. Like, now I'm so obsessed and I need to go to this airport so badly right now. Um, they're also. Like they need to attract people <clears throat> to the airport. They're just giving people a good time while they're there. Yeah. Because have you ever had to sit in a freaking international, <laughs> like, departures like area for like six hours between your flight and you're so fucking sick of staring at TGIFs like yeah it just if there's a mural I can look at for 20 minutes that makes me go pourquoi what is what and then that would be well spent and yeah 
to me well worth it and to be wandering around finding all these funny things give me something to do because that's not an exaggeration i had to sit in jersey new jersey so newark airport for six hours and that gets really boring really quickly yeah when you don't have any money to spend when if only you'd laid over in denver i know right from now on i'm yeah, layovers in Denver, but Colorado is practically all the way, so I don't know if that actually happened. <laughs> I want to go there so bad. God. <laughs> and plus, it's like, also really cool. You'd be worried that like you you'd only be able to see certain things from certain parts of the airport. So like, what happens if you came into like Terminal Three and the murals are in Terminal Two and you can't get there because it's on departures or arrivals or something? You're like, damn it, I'm so close. <laughs> I would imagine they would keep all of like the cool weird big pieces where everybody can access them, yeah. but I, I genuinely don't know. And it's so big. This is such a huge airport. That's crazy to me that it's that big. I mean, uh, but what was really fun right now is that they're going through renovations, right? So they have these big chunks of the airport shut off or blocked off. And, of course, that's fueling conspiracy theorists. Mm-hmm. Um, but the airport has embraced the weirdness, has embraced the pack, the, the conspiracy theories and all of it. I guess one of the, the main women who's, like, at the top of the, the uh, corporate chain is just like, just roll with it. This is awesome. Go with it. Go hard. So all over, this, all over the airport, there are signs, like, on these big walls that they've erected so that they can construct behind it say, what are we doing in here? <laughs> Are we building new homes for the lizard people? Are we building a new restaurant full of delicious foods? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, we having oh, an So they're they're really having fun with it, and some of the some of those signs are worth seeing too. Like I saw a couple videos of people walking through, going, "They're really going with this," and they're so fun. There's this one whole wall. It's a map of the U.S. featuring all of the weirdest sites to see. Uh, so like you know, biggest cabinet in uh. Yeah. Wisconsin. So all of the sort of like weird museums, Museum of Pup, uh, Ventriloquy, you know, uh, ventriloquism, all I have these a few weird of sites. Those books. Yeah, so they they have this big, again, big ass mural, whole wall, um, showing you all the cool weird shit that you can do in America. So I mean, I my love for this place is just profound at this point. Oh, just go <laughs> hang out there, man. Yeah. I'll take a road trip out there. I'm not going to fly there. I'll just road trip out there. <laughs> you need a ticket to get in, though. You need a ticket to get in. They do do tours, though. Oh, they could open a museum, like a conspiracy theory museum. Mm-hmm. But like I said, they'll they'll take you in, in the little cars in the underground tunnels to show you what's going on down there. They're, they're really having fun with it, and my, my heart is full. I imagine place. that the conspiracy theorists think that it's a double bluff. You know, like... They're only doing this to make us think that there's nothing, but really yeah. it's a double bluff, yeah. Yeah. Or is it a triple bluff? It's a bluff. <laughs> I think it's a double bluff. I don't know. But um, a, t- a triple bluff is just telling the truth. Um, <laughs> uh, gosh, yeah. So, oh man, I've been so I've been bored so many times in airports. And the thought of having just a really weird place to hang about and explore it sounds so much fun to me. And I feel like that might have been the brief. Like, mm-hmm. if it was built to open in 95, that's people that have been 
that know what it's like to have to be in an airport because yeah. people have been traveling about for now 20 years or something um you know 30 years so they know they know that being in an airport is boring and yeah. not everybody wants to go shopping um and not everyone can go shopping so i feel like like a bunch of people sat in a room and went right so let's make the whole place a puzzle game yeah yeah and they, and they do like you know interactive things i guess they have a beer passport where you get a beer from all these different locations within the airport and for every beer after like five beers from different locations you get a free pint somewhere else <clears throat> Uh, you know. Now that I can get behind. Right? So they're, they're like a competitive pub crawl. <laughs> <laughs> While you're waiting to fly, where you know that alcohol actually affects you much more at high altitudes. Yeah. So it's always a good idea to get people drunk before they get on a plane. Always. Always. Number one. Number one thing to do. And 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 like. They just need like Xanax dispensers. Them. Well, like just prep them with these weird murals of like two conflicting ideas and then like pump them full of alcohol and weird conspiracy theories and then stick them on a plane and see what happens yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> well i'm sure it makes the whole plane ride from that point on going man that was fucking weird this is sort of like stewing in that experience while they're on that plane oh but I, I realized that i completely skipped like a tiny micro little paragraph when it came to the underground bunkers uh with the new world order all right so you know you know what the new world order is some Illuminati shit. Yeah, yeah, basically very similar to the the uh, Freemasons and the Illuminati. There, usually the the a lot of the theories lean them more towards like the Nazi or the the uh, you know white supremacy thing. But that's not necessarily what I was gleaning when I was researching them, even just the tiniest bit last night. But basically, what the New World Order is basically like uh, let me say basically ten more times is. You know, the, the people that are in power across the whole world, and it's about really bringing everybody under their control, under a singular control, so that they can dominate and, you know, again, Illuminati-type stuff. But yeah, I was going to say that, yeah. When, when it comes to what their conspiracy theory is, not only does it house them, it's their headquarters, but also a secret testing site for missiles and particularly bioweapons, such as new strains of hepatitis and things like that. Some of them get... Die, some people dive really deep into these conspiracy theories and just keep pulling more and more ominous shit out. And I can't find anybody who's just like, I, this is my theory. You know, I can't find anybody who's like the first person to come up with these conspiracy theories. Mm. Um, you know, I wanted to, but <clears throat> after a certain point, I'm like, there's so much here. <laughs> right. And if I, but there's books, there's probably books and books written on it. So, oh, God. I mean, the only thing I really glean from that is that some very creative people or some very, like, completely tone-deaf people or something in between. Or both. <laughs> or both. And it's just, I think maybe you've got, like, what we have here is a room half filled with creative people and half filled with morons. Yeah, yeah. Or you yeah. know, people in power who who have no concept of uh, humans and uh, you know lizard people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. The reason it's weird is because the lizard people are doing this styling. Yeah, yeah. The lizard people are like people like art. They they are they are the interior designers of Denver Airport. It's not that they're hiding there. 
it's their it's their project yeah that given to us um, it's their art room <laughs> right well i'm gonna have a fun google tonight looking for these pictures because <clears throat> i avoided googling um denver airport um when we decided that we were going to do this because so i have to be honest some of it sounded familiar when you started to to explain it because i think maybe it's leaked into my consciousness um the only thing i could really pull out of there was the fact that i i, I heard that there was a whole city underneath the airport but basically what you're saying is that it's just a few buildings yeah which nobody can find all right but and apparently there, was there are some multi-story buildings multi-story buildings that nobody noticed um, being built above the surface before being planted, yeah. essentially. <laughs> Those were the seeds. The, they planted them, and then the airport but, sprung up from them. But what's the point of having buildings <clears throat> underground, though? That's kind of... Like, think about that for a minute, people. Just think about it. Why would you build a building above ground and then put it in the ground? Yeah. Why not just tunnel out? The underground. You do not need a building. The reason you need a building is because of gravity. Because you'll yeah. fall if you don't have a floor. But you're already in the floor, so you don't need a building. The whole thing, it's like, what's the word for it? Um, it's backwards engineered. Absolutely. Speaking as somebody who, who has spent my entire life wanting nothing more than an underground city, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. <laughs> It needs to be a lot further underground, like yeah, and it needs yeah. to look a lot more like sewers and shit. But it just, I don't know. It's, but I like the idea of Denver Airport in general. Like I like, I like the idea that I could wander around looking for weird symbols and, and they're not even weird symbols. They're just weird because of the context of them. They're they're symbols that are known and understood by different cultures. But because of the the randomness of its existence within an airport, that is already becomes, so random. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh man. I, but you could like like we've brought up Vegas. You could play this game there. Oh yeah, totally. I'd be way more willing to accept uh, some conspiracy theories about Vegas. Oh god, yeah. You're right next to what the the. Uh, why am I forgetting what it's called? The Hoover Dam? The alien uh, Roswell. Yeah. Right? No, not Roswell. There's there's another shit. Oh, yeah. there's, one in, there's one in Nevada. Uh, Area 51. Area 51. There we go. That's the one. Um, Roswell, yeah. Roswell is... Roswell New Mexico. Is New Mexico, yeah. So, yeah. And Area 51 is Nevada. But, yeah. I mean, Vegas, I feel, is way more ripe for, for conspiracy theories than oh, my Colorado. God, yeah. yeah. Well, not just that, but just, like... That you could get away with so much shit in Vegas because you could literally do it out in the open and people would just think that you were part of some kind of show or display. Yeah, a lizard person could walk in there fully unmasked and nobody would blink an eye. Yeah. Same, same thing with Hollywood, but you know, uh, Vegas. You know, it's like you'd be like, oh, what's that lizard person? Oh, it must be at the, must be playing at the Mirage. <laughs> <laughs> we get all kinds here. <laughs> they literally just wouldn't need they could just go to the buffet they should just be an openly lizard person brothel that would be nice. that'd be the best I'd be I'm, down. Star I'm starting to think of like Skyrim now <laughs> <laughs> what are they called the hush the uh god I can't remember what they're called the lizardy people that I don't know yeah 
<laughs> so that's my bit. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned some stuff. I did, and I did it. I did. I did. Yeah. It was. Um. I feel. I feel like. I feel woke. <laughs> oh, my mind. My mind is expanding. Yeah, I feel like less ignorant now. Because <laughs> I didn't know jack about this. I really didn't. When we did our conspiracy theory episode, I know it, it came up briefly, and I was just like, I don't. I know nothing. I don't know anything. So going into this, I was actually a little overwhelmed because I thought there would be just like one or two things. And it's just like, there's so much. Uh, so for like a week, I just watched nothing but YouTube videos and just was just trying to see what everyone was saying and then just put it all together as best I could. That was, that was, it was overwhelming until it wasn't. And all of a sudden I had so much fun with it. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I feel like I contributed to that. But at the same time, I'm relieved. No, no, no. no. I, I was overwhelmed way before we came to the decision that it was oh, okay. going to be me. And, and then once it became it was going to be me talking about it, I actually felt uh, what driven where I didn't have that drive before. Oh. So I had I had a lot of fun with this. OK, cool. Nice. Well, we hope that our listeners enjoyed the new well, this isn't the new formula. This is not what we're doing from now on. It's just yeah. that when we've found some topics, it's very hard to get two um, opinions on. Two, yeah. So, and we overlap with our research because it's not really possible. I mean, I can usually find a scientific paper, but I, with this one, I, I wasn't going to find a research paper on Denver Airport. It was no. going to be about conspiracy theories. It was going to be a stretch. So. We've had episodes in the past where my bit has been a stretch because I needed to do something academic on my end of it. So this time I thought, well, why not? Why don't I just sit and listen to Melanie tell me a story for an hour and <laughs> <laughs> and be like you all? So if you have any questions, like I had questions, like why and what the fuck, then um, <laughs> you should also get in contact with us and share those things um, and also let us know if you liked that because we're thinking about next time we get a specific topic uh, like this that we switch it around and mm -hmm. I play teacher and Melanie plays I student. Do the learning. <laughs> yeah which is kind of why I'm doing all the other talking because it's only fair isn't it that I do all the, the other talking I don't mind I love talking I'm a big old ham yeah, I suppose so. You say that, and then I'm like, yeah, yeah. This is why we're doing this. <laughs> if we didn't enjoy talking, and especially talk, especially, especially, especially talking at each other, like <laughs> we wouldn't be doing this. But so on that very theme, do you want to do your usual social media spiel, or do you want me to do it for the first time ever? I'll do it, but if you want the challenge, no. <laughs> all right so if you like this if you liked any of our uh you know fun facts if you have things that you know about this place that i don't i really want want to hear it because I, I tried to cover all the bases but i know that there are obviously some things i probably missed please let me know you can hit us up on our facebook our instagram or our twitter at zombie fishbowl or zombie fishbowl podcast we are easy enough to find um also if you have any topics that you'd like to discuss any other specific ones like uh very specific conspiracy theories very specific mm -hmm. ghost stories um 
uh, cryptids, anything, please let us know. Uh, you can also send us an email at zombiefishbowlpodcast at gmail.com. We super appreciate you. We are on almost every kind of streaming service, so please leave us reviews, share the word, spread the love. We really appreciate you, all of your input. This was actually a listener-suggested topic um, from Hot Leo, which is one of my buddies, um, and we we really enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. we take them, we love them, and we rub them all, all over our bodies. <laughs> You might. I do. I write it on a little piece of paper and I just sort of like mm, rub, rub, rub. There's I, only very specific topics that I'll rub all over my body. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I need so, a yeah. shower. <sighs> I have that effect on people. <laughs> I've just realized now uh, that I need to get my random topic picker thing open. Let's get a topic. Random topic picker. A random topic picker. Random topic picker. You gotta pick a topic. Yeah. Ow! I hope that didn't hurt your ears. That was good. Ooh, you're gonna love this topic, Melanie. What are we doing? H.P. Lovecraft. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's do that thing. Yes. Yeah. That was definitely the first thing that got randomized. 100%. Back her up. H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft. Uh, we've got um, uh, monsters. We've got um, dodgy politics. Racism. <laughs> So let's yeah. tread carefully with this one. Very much so. But yes, HP Lovecraft. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be fascinating. I'm excited. <laughs> um, we shall uh endeavor to be um fair and uh but also fun. Yes. Oh, that's not gonna be a challenge at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so leave us with a quote. Yes. Right, this quote is by um, an author and farmer named James Oswald. He's Scottish, so there's a bit of Scottish in this quote. It's all one big conspiracy. Just there's naybody pulling the strings. I can't say naybody, naybody, like a Scottish person. (laughs) So Melanie, you try the quote. The quote is, it's all one big conspiracy. Just there's naybody pulling the strings. In Scottish. Scottish, Scottish, Scottish. It's it's all one big conspiracy. There's just nobody pulling the strings. It's acceptable. That was not great. That was not a great one. It's not your best, but it was there. No. It was definitely better than me just going, nobody. Nobody. There's nobody putting the strings. Uh, so that all that leaves me to say is, uh, don't panic. Gah! A Scottish scream. That was my really cool <laughs> Millie scream. <laughs> oh!